0: That's a lot of money, uh, Daniel. That's a lot of money, yeah. And
1: I think it's, uh, it's quite uh, interesting for a lot of people. Yeah.
0: Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Brightest Materials Center podcast series, Sharing Sustainable Innovations. My name is Astrid Verbeurne and we will do it again today. Welcome, Daniel. Um, i love to talk with you a bit further today about your study. Is that okay? Hello, Astrid. Yeah, of course. Thanks for inviting me again. Can you tell us a bit more about your studies and how uh, what your approach was? What was the simulation regarding the smart window and its development? What was the simulation you uh, you did?
1: Yeah, sure. Of course. I'd love to tell you about that. So it was actually that uh, during our development, um, we wanted to to get a bit of a feeling on uh, how good our our thermochromic coating performs in comparison to other energy efficient glazings which are on the market
0: can imagine yes um,
1: we also wanted to know yeah what kind of energy savings we can achieve uh, in what regions or if it's most beneficial in in a hot climate in a cold climate or maybe here in the netherlands mm-hmm. so that's when we actually looked into building energy simulations um, where you can calculate uh, energy consumption of of buildings over a year in in different locations.
0: Um, and why didn't you try, or did, maybe you did try, to travel to to Iceland and to some hot tropical uh, island to to test your your smart window was that not a possibility
1: so i would love to travel there but, <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> but uh, yeah of course if you if you directly want to test uh, energy consumption of a window then uh, yeah you have to be quite far in the development because you need a full-sized window which you then can install somewhere yeah um, then obviously you need a, a test house where you can install it where you have all the equipment to to measure uh, the energy consumption um mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you need a lot of time huh? because you have to monitor it over the whole year because mm-hmm. the energy consumption in January is different than in July. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you need a lot of time. you need to be far in the development, and that's why yeah in earlier stage uh, development and also when you uh, yeah want to have uh, quick estimations, These kind of simulations are are commonly used.
0: Okay. And also um, a simulation maybe could be better because then the environment is stable and you're not depending on different um, like uh, housing types or architectural construction types which has impact actually on the results. Now you can really compare... The, the performance of the window.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's that's what we can do with with the simulation. What, yeah, as you said, in in real environment you cannot really do. So if you compare now ten different locations, in the simulation we can always use the same building uh, with the same size, made up of the same materials. Where the only thing which uh, which is different is is the window, and then you really can uh, Focus, can see yeah. the impact yeah, of yeah. the window itself. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I'm curious, what type of building did you choose to simulate? Then,
1: yeah, obviously we had some discussions on on what type of building to choose. But uh, since it's this is also different in different locations, huh? um, what is what is common? Um, but therefore, we chose for a for a freestanding residential building uh, of 172 square meter living space uh, with a five person household. Okay, and uh, since it should be a residential building, so we're you or me could live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were choosing 25 of the of the facade made up of windows. So that's okay. that's common for for a um, so yeah, for a freestanding uh, residential building.
0: Yeah. So you you choo- you chose for a, a, an average building where a family lives in.
1: Yeah, that's what we what we wanted to uh, simulate. Yeah.
0: Okay. And which location did you choose? So, we uh, wanted to have an overview of uh,
1: all uh, climate regions which which are possible in, in the Northern Hemisphere. And that's why we chose 10 different locations, ranging from very hot climate, uh, where we chose, for example, Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. um, over intermediate climates, where one of the uh, locations we chose was Beek here in the Netherlands, uh, which is close by. <laughs> and uh, for a cold climate, for example, we chose Reykjavik uh, on Iceland.
0: Okay. Yeah. And why... Of all places, Beek is really a very small city, not far from here. Uh, so that actually has to do with what weather data is available
1: uh, <gasps> on the internet. So there okay. actually were f- three locations in the Netherlands uh, available. Uh, Amsterdam, Groningen and Beek. <laughs> and then we chose Beek because it's close
0: by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. It's oh, so nice of you. So then you uh, uh, you chose the uh, the location, you chose the building. And then what happened? You simulated Um, I think, the energy consumption for this building in the different locations.
1: And first off, we started to simulate the energy consumption when the building was equipped with a standard uh, clear glass. So this was then as a reference where we could compare all the uh, energy-efficient glazing systems uh, to...
0: Okay, and, and and you did not exchange anything else in the building, uh, or did you? Like for example, adjusting the wall insulation for each location? Or was it no, the same? we did not do this. So that okay.
1: we, we touched upon that shortly. That if you really want to uh, want to know the impact of the window itself, it's best not to change anything else, because otherwise you don't know where the difference comes from. No. Um, but obviously, when you when you think about it from uh, from a, a real building perspective, yeah, there will be differences in, in insulation in, in Abu Dhabi or in Moscow. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, but we
0: did not travel there, so... <laughs> yeah, we did not travel there. <laughs> Pick up, uh, but no difference at all then. Yeah. That's better for your research. And what type of energy-efficient uh, windows did you compare then exactly in this study?
1: Yeah, so we, we chose uh, three commercially available uh, energy-efficient windows, uh, which are on the market uh, from the three major groups. So uh, you can think about when you when you want to buy an energy efficient window, you can have a window which uh, is mainly focuses on, on on blocking solar heat. Yeah. Uh, so there we chose a, a blue body tinted glass from from Pilkington. Um So this has an effect uh, in in summer, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it blocks the the sun, but it does not really have an effect in in winter, or it does not have an effect on on insulation of the window. But
0: in in summer, it stays cool. That's yeah. Okay. Then
1: uh, the second one which we chose was a, a low E-coated glass from Schöten. Mm-hmm. So this is, has its main effect is that it increases the insulation of the glass. Okay. So um, this is also something which is commonly used here in the Netherlands, for example, where mm-hmm. you don't want to lose so much radiator heat uh, in, in winter. Okay. And yeah. then the third yeah. one is actually a combination of those two. Huh? There we chose a spotted silver coated glass from Sun uh, Suncool series. Mm-hmm. And this uh, reduces or it blocks solar heat, but uh, it also increases the insulation due to uh, low E coating.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so, it were three different type of glasses. Um. Yeah. So, these
1: were the commercial glasses. Huh? And then, obviously, we compared them to our uh, own developments. Yeah. And there we also chose two systems. So, one system was where we made a double uh, glass um, where only our thermochromic coating was used. Um, and then one was the smart window that we are talking about, so where the thermochromic coating is combined with the low-E coating.
0: Okay, but there was not not a uh, 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 Ford... Uh, glass which do, does exactly the same all in one like our smart window we're talking about your smart window you're talking about it it was not there to compare.
1: No that's so that's a new development that's not not yet on the market okay, yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> but that was your your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smart window which you brought into the simulation that's right that's right okay and what were the results then of this study?
1: Yes, so in general, uh, what we saw actually is that um, if you want to reduce uh, energy consumption, so the highest possible energy savings are are always in very hot climates, so for all of these uh, energy-efficient glazing systems. So you see that in in Abu Dhabi, you need a lot of energy to cool down your building because it's so hot. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can reduce that uh, quite a lot by using these energy-efficient glazings. Um, yeah, but when you go to intermediate or cold climates, you saw for all those uh, windows that the, the overall performance uh, declined in percentage energy savings.
0: So, um, may I con- conclude then that the window can... that your smart window can have a higher effect on reducing cooling demand than heating demand?
1: Yeah, that's right. But it's not only for the smart window. So, it's actually for for, for all any energy-efficient window. Um that the the effect on cooling demand is higher than the effect on heating demand, and that's also quite reasonable when you when you think about it. The eh? power so, of the
0: sun, yeah.
1: Yeah, you see that that a clear glass, eh? as we have here in in the studio, for example, it transmits a lot of. Solar uh, light from the sun and heat from the sun. Yes. And when you increase your tinting level, you can block it quite effectively. Yes, uh? okay. Um, but when you think about the insulation of the of, of the window, you can also increase it, but you can only increase it to a certain amount. So it's still the most vulnerable part uh, to loss of, of radiator heat. So you will never have the same insulation as for a wall, for example. No,
0: no. So it's better to have, Less windows in your home, then that's the m- most part thing to do if you want to insula- insulate yeah, yeah. better. Yeah, So from, from an energy perspective, that's actually uh, <laughs> what you should do eh? if you okay.
1: want to have uh, the best insulation. Um, reduce the number of windows. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you also want to have the comfort factor. Huh? Yeah. So you you want to have the the uh, the natural light. You want to have the the heat of the sun also on your skin. Is it's, it's most, much more pleasant than radiator heat.
0: So that's the challenge in the in the building uh, for building companies to find a balance there between the energy demand and the comfort.
1: Yeah, that's right. And there definitely you can do a lot on uh, on, on how you design the building itself. Mm-hmm. But that's also what uh, what we want to tackle with the window or with this development is that we can have a maximum comfort at minimum energy consumption.
0: Okay, that's clear. Thanks, Danielle. Let's get back a bit um, to the results of your study. Uh, how did the different windows perform in other than hot climates you were telling about?
1: Yes, yeah, so what we what we saw there actually is that uh, if you have a, a window which does not increase the insulation, um, like the blue body tinted or the pure thermochromic, that they are only beneficial in hot and warm climates, but they... Uh, um, they have uh, a negative effect when you are to go to cold climates because, yeah, when you think yeah. about it, they are blocking the solar heat. Yeah, um, yeah. and then in in uh, yeah, when it's winter, it's also blocked. So you need to heat up your building more. Yeah. And if you don't have the the increased insulation, then actually, yeah, they are worse than a than a um, clear glass.
0: It does not help you. No, it doesn't way. help you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, so that that means actually that in intermediate and cold climates you need a low e coating to have an advantage advantage over clear glass. Yeah, that's if yeah. I understand. Yeah, that. that's correct, correct. and correct. that's
1: what we saw in the simulations. Huh? So the uh, the three glazing uh, systems uh, with the low e coating, which mm-hmm. we had in the in the study, they uh, showed reduced energy consumption in all ten locations. Huh? Okay. So they were always beneficial over over normal clear glass, but of course there was some difference between those three. And what
0: what what was it? What were the differences?
1: Um, yeah, so there were several differences. So, um, for example, one one of the glazing types, the low E coating, mm-hmm. um, this has had very uh, um, steady performance or very steady energy savings in mm-hmm. in all climates. It, had a bit better performance in hot climates than in cold climates, but it was always yeah, around 20% energy savings which you could reach with, with this um, window. Okay. Um, then the uh, spotted silver uh, low E, um, this had a very high performance in, in hot climates because it, it um, blocks solar heat very efficiently. Um, but then when you went to intermediate and cold climates, the performance declined quite rapidly because... Yeah, you had the, the increased insulation due to the low E coating, mm-hmm. um, but since it's also blocking solar heat so effectively, um, the the impact it has on, on uh, reducing your, your heating demand is not as high as, mm-hmm. as it could be.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... You say so, Daniel, that the two functionalities of reduced solar heat gain and increased insulation work against each other then in the wintertime.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's, uh, so we call it conflicting gains, actually. Yeah? So that you have a window which has two functionalities which at a certain time work against and each other. other yeah. Yeah? And that's what we want to tackle with the, with the thermochromic uh, window where we can actually uh, reduce the solar heat gain uh, when, when it's hot but uh, still have a very high solar heat gain when it's cold. So when, when you need that, uh, combined with uh, increased insulation, then mm-hmm. you have the, the perfect system. Where then you, you can have the solution, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And um, yeah, so you integrate it all in, in the material because it can switch and it can adapt itself to yeah. the temperature. That's what you're saying. And uh, could you see that back in the simulation and in the comparison?
1: Yeah, that's what we then saw uh, in, in the results that we got for the smart window. Um, so, there we saw actually that we, we have a combination of of high energy savings for cooling and heating uh, both at the same time. Huh? So, that means that all regions where heating and cooling are both important. Uh, over the year, the smart window had the lowest total energy consumption of all the windows which we studied in
0: this. Uh, that's um, It's really great news uh, for your... Yeah, definitely. That was,
1: that was very important for us. That's actually what we wanted to achieve, but yeah. we, we uh, couldn't be sure before no. uh, doing this. And now
0: uh, you can really prove. Yeah. Is the simulation, is it is it felt as well in the scientific world as a proof? Is yeah.
1: It? Okay. Yeah. So uh, so you can also, uh, in the scientific world, there are a lot of these simulations, and it's yeah. also shown that they can quite accurately uh, depict uh, real situations. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, if now, due to these simulations, we can really say that in, in intermediate climates, for mm-hmm. example, here in the Netherlands, our smart window um is is the best performing energy efficient window yeah,
0: yeah. and 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 you know why now, and you can yeah. explain that, yeah okay, yeah, that's right, so you really can give a good advice and now. <laughs> Um, so a lot of different regions where you can use your smart window uh, and where it's most beneficial, now we know. Um, mm. For the Netherlands, uh, you also calculated uh, uh, costs and the CO2 emission savings, did you?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So for, for the Netherlands, with the smart window, we calculated uh, yearly energy savings of up to 22%. And uh, using this in combination with the average uh, cost for electricity and gas that we have here in the Netherlands, we could also calculate uh, how much money uh, a household, uh, which is living in such a freestanding building, can save uh, per year. Um, and there we reach values of, uh, that you can yearly save 638 euros. A so year? For a household. Yeah,
0: a year. That's a lot of money, uh, Daniel. That's a lot of money, yeah. And
1: I think it's, uh, it's quite uh, interesting for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. But how accurate are these estimations? Can you say something about that?
1: Yeah, so this, this number obviously is, uh, is for this type of building. So if you are living in, in another building, uh, not in a freestanding building maybe, but in a, in a duplex house, mm-hmm. um, if you're building a smaller or bigger, or if you're living in an apartment, then obviously your your savings will be different. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit less, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. Um, but in general, we can say that the that these simulations are quite accurate. Um, what we know from from other studies uh, um and what you can think about when you see this number is it's like a ballpark number.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you working on additional calculations then?
1: Yeah, that's what we're doing at the moment. So since we are located in the Netherlands, we also want to um, yeah, investigate the situation here a bit more in detail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what you can see here, for example, is that a lot of houses are, are duplex houses or terrace houses, huh? So mm-hmm. where more houses are attached uh, to each other. This is more than 60% of, of houses in the Netherlands are like this.
0: Rijtjeshuizen. 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 <laughs> <In Dutch, yeah. laughs> <Cold. laughs>
1: that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, and we're, we're currently working on simulations where we also uh, use these type of houses or apartments or so that okay. we can then have an overview of how much money what type of, of building can, can save.
0: Uh, we want to know more about that for sure. So you have to come back uh, another, yeah. another time, uh, Daniel. I'm happy to do that, yeah, definitely <laughs> when we have it. So um, tell us about the CO2 savings that you calculated for the use of your smart windows so far then.
1: Yeah, so that's also something which we did. Um, we did not only look into energy and cost savings, but mm-hmm. we also wanted to have an estimation on how much uh, CO2 emissions can be saved uh, in, in the Dutch build environment. Um, and that's uh, where we then used a recently published uh, TNO study where they investigated the energy and uh, CO2 uh, emission savings potential in the Dutch build environment. And with this data and our uh, simulations we could then calculate uh, co2 savings potential of uh, 4.5 megatons per year if the whole dodge built environment would be equipped with our smart window
0: that's a big number but how big is it daniel what, what can you say explain it more in a practical way <laughs> that's
1: a good question yeah, yeah. i figure that uh, this number doesn't say people too much but um, to get a grasp on this impact, you can maybe compare it with the goals that the Dutch government has set for for the built environment. Mm-hmm. And the other goal is that uh, by twenty thirty, the Dutch built environment should reach uh, reduced CO two emissions by three point four megatons. So, so you see, only with the, the yeah. smart window we could already mm-hmm. reach that or surpass it.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is this is a, a good way. This is your solution to to uh, um to reaching those goals yeah goals. Definitely. So,
1: so that's also what we want to do we want to tackle uh, a global warming climate change yeah? so not only reduce energy consumption and uh, give homeowners solutions where they can save money but we mm-hmm. also want to do something for the environment
0: yeah and the regulations will help you there probably with it
1: yeah definitely definitely that's what we see
0: Sounds so great, uh, Daniel. I'm I'm quite sure that our listeners now have a lot of questions uh, as well, even more about the smart windows and your development. Um, therefore, we are collecting them at this moment, so you could answer them uh, in the next uh, one of our next editions of our podcast uh, series. Are you okay with that?
1: Yeah, definitely happy yeah. to come back and uh, answer some questions.
0: Yeah, we will, we will definitely do so. And we will also invite um, a guest, another guest from Laudibau, because we want to more hear from the industry point of view how they look at your development and um, the smart window. It's a local building company. Um, so uh, we invite him next time. And after that episode, we will see you back probably uh, Daniel. Yeah, definitely. I'm
1: very interested in the uh, interview with Laudibau.
0: Yeah, you're working with them uh, in, uh, in your programs.
1: Yeah, we have uh, some cooperation with them. Yeah.
0: So thank you for telling us about your study and your approach and see you next time for sure. Yeah, thanks. See you. So hope you liked the second edition together uh, with uh, Daniel Mann, the second edition of the Brightless Materials Center podcast series sharing sustainable innovations. Did you like it? Um, please subscribe to our podcast series and hope to see you next time. Thanks.